Hi, you guys. We are on day 13 of the challenge. And if yesterday we chatted more about general physical activity and making sure you were generally getting enough in your day to benefit your public health, today we're talking about a bit more of specific exercise. Because the truth is we do know that specific pelvic floor muscle training can be really, really great at optimizing your pelvic health, especially if you are someone who is dealing with any sort of incontinence, um, pelvic pain, pressure, or really any symptoms related to the pelvic floor, back pain, hip pain, that kind of thing. We know that especially for that population, pelvic floor muscle training can be very, very, very effective at both improving whatever the symptoms are, but also optimizing that health and function of the entire core, entire body. So really important. Now, in terms of what pelvic floor muscle training is, when I'm talking about that, a lot of times people think of it as Kegels, and though that very might very much might be part of it, I do want to kind of explicitly say when we're talking about training our pelvic floor, it's not always with the intention to strengthen. So we're not always trying to just do Kegels, Kegels, Kegels in an effort to get stronger and make those muscles quote unquote work harder. It's not what we want. If you guys remember, I don't remember what day it is right now, but we did chat about kind of how muscles typically work and the way that they work again, as a reminder is that they need to relax at times and they need to contract at times and they need to work. So work at the appropriate time. So they need to do both of those things appropriately. And when we start to see dysfunction of the pelvic floor, whether actively having symptoms or those muscles just not doing what they're supposed to, what we tend to see is one or both of those things are happening not at the right time. So either those muscles aren't kicking in when they're supposed to, they're not relaxing when they're supposed to, or a combination of both of those things. And that's where pelvic floor muscle training comes in. So essentially pelvic floor muscle training is, is working that mind body connection, getting those muscles to do what they're supposed to do. So it's encouraging them to relax at the appropriate time and to contract when they're supposed to. Because a lot of times, again, I'm going to speak specifically if you have a dysfunction, but there's a host of reasons you might have a dysfunction for ease. Let's just use incontinence. If you're someone who has incontinence, It could be that you do not have the strength of the pelvic floor muscles to respond to that really quick intra-abdominal pressure increase when you laugh, cough, sneeze, right? So that increase happens, pushes, strains the pelvic floor. Those muscles might straight up not be strong enough to withstand that force. And then there's leaking, but maybe they are strong enough. Maybe they are perfectly strong. But if you cough, sneeze a few times, they don't have the endurance. So maybe it's an endurance problem. But maybe endurance is great. Maybe you have perfect strength, perfect endurance, but perhaps those muscles just don't come on quick enough. So they're strong, but they're not necessarily fast. And if that's the case, they're not going to help you in that moment of that unexpected sneeze. So maybe it's a coordination problem, or maybe those muscles aren't actually relaxing. And like we talked about, if they're tense and tight, when you need them to come on to support you, they can't. So that's why when we talk about pelvic floor muscle training, we're talking about both relaxing and contracting. Sometimes for some people, it'll just be one of those things. Sometimes it'll be both. Sometimes it'll be a mixture of maybe some other things. But we know that specific pelvic floor muscle training, uh, it decreases symptoms. So symptoms like incontinence, prolapse, prevents these from happening in the first place, decreases pain, um, other symptoms related to pain, improved sex sexual function, improved orgasms, 
improved quality of life, less distress, less anxiety, especially around symptoms. And so there's a lot of really, really positive things that we know from the research that can happen with pelvic floor muscle training. And the one thing that is kind of a tangent a little bit, but I always love talking about this because it's just good information. In terms of talking about orgasms during your sex life, you actually, everybody thinks it's all about the contraction, but you actually need to be able to fully relax the pelvic floor or really well relax the pelvic floor in order to have really good orgasms. Again, those muscles need to relax so that they can then engage and do um, what they do when you orgasm. So it's not all about the contraction. A lot of it is about the relaxation. And that's why in terms of today's episode or this challenge, or really, if I've never assessed you in person in real life, uh, I am not going to suggest that you do Kegels because you might be someone that doesn't need them. You might be someone that's doing them incorrectly if you do need them. Or you might be someone that straight up needs to work on relaxation or coordination. And so unless you've actually seen someone, I don't want you guys to ever um, jump on the Kegel bandwagon because it might not be appropriate for you unless you've been explicitly told. And so as I'm touting the benefits of pelvic floor muscle uh, training here, what you can do is you can focus on the breath that we talked about way back when and making sure that coordinated effort of the diaphragm and the pelvic floor work together because that's something that everyone needs. Everyone doesn't need Kegels. So that's one piece of the pelvic floor training that you can do before seeing somebody. Okay. But essentially exercise, especially, you know, for your pelvic floor, it's really important. And is it something that you have to do always, or everyone has to do? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Once you know how your pelvic floor is functioning and you know, it's functioning as it's supposed to. So again, this is my plug to go see someone, go see a pelvic floor physio, whether you're having symptoms or not. Once you know that pelvic floor is working optimally, then what happened is it should work with within all of your other exercise throughout the day. I never tell people for the most part that they're going to have to do Kegels or specific pelvic floor exercise for life. Because the truth is, if you have a really well optimized or really well working functioning pelvic floor, it should just work as you're going about your day and doing your other exercises. That said, like the old adage says, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you stop exercising, and I'm not talking about pelvic floor exercise, but just general fitness, right? If you stop doing your squats and your lunges and your planks and all that stuff, and you stop exercising, then that can also get lost too, because the pelvic floor is working in those exercise regimes. And that's a big part of what's keeping it strong and keeping it, keeping it functioning and moving through range of motion. So that is a long-winded way to tell you pelvic floor muscle strengthening and, and relaxation training is really important, really great. I actually recommend it for everyone once they've been assessed and they know what their pelvic floor may need to be worked on or may need, need to improve. But once you have everything functioning as it should, then you really shouldn't have to think about it regularly. It should just be part of your regular exercise regime. And that's something that we can help you with in terms of how to make that happen. So that's the little bit on exercise with regards to pelvic floor specifically. But the other piece I wanted to chat about today is remember your pelvic floor and any muscle in your body does not work in isolation. It works with everything else around. Okay. And so exercise when it comes to pelvic health, shouldn't just be about those little pelvic floor muscles. It should be about a lot more. And 
I mean, I always tout the benefits of full body exercise, but if we're specifically talking pelvic health and we want to be a little bit more kind of laser focused, here's where I'm going to say glutes and core are really important for our overall pelvic health because our pelvic floor muscles, those are on the inside of their body and they are supported very much by a lot of the muscles on the outside. And if you want to put it kind of simply, the glutes and the pelvic floor are best friends. So what's good for one typically tends to be good for the other. And the better functioning one is, the better functioning the other will will be. They're very complementary muscles. And also our core is included in that, right? So remember, if you think of our, I always say in terms of core, chop off your arms, chop off your legs. I heard that at a conference once and that's your core. And I loved that because essentially it's that center pillar, right? Of our body. And we need that center pillar to be functioning as a unit, not in isolation so that everything else can function as it should. So my, I won't get too, too much into, and obviously in an audio, I can't give you demonstrations of all sorts of exercises that I think you should be doing. And of course it does depend on the person. And I always recommend seeing someone or working with someone, but I absolutely believe that you should include some relaxation training in your, in your regime. So again, that breath work and some glutes and core focused exercise, and that can look dramatically different depending on the person and depending on how your body works. So in terms of uh, glutes, that might be something like a simple clamshell. That might be something like a bridge, um, both exercises that I love. Or if your glutes are functioning pretty well, it could be things like deadlifts, squats, step-ups, or more advanced stuff like that. Or it can be a combination of both of those things. But all of these are great exercises as long as nothing is causing pain or symptoms and you know that you're doing it with good form. And core, similarly, like core, I mean, there's a host of core exercises from simple stuff to pretty advanced stuff. And the key with all of it is, again, making sure your form is good, making sure you're working with someone who can tell you that you're doing it correctly and making sure that you're not holding your breath and really creating that pressure in your abdomen that's going to go down into your pelvic floor without regulating it. That goes back to our other pod- podcast, making sure that you're breathing through the exercise. So, so far, you guys doing some relaxation breath work for your pelvic floor. And if you've seen someone and they've taught you how to do a proper Kegel and determine that you do need one, definitely you can include that. Otherwise, doing some focused glutes and core work is really good for your overall pelvic health. And then doing some stretches. Uh, we, I think I talked about this the other day, but your muscles, again, they need to stretch and they need to lengthen and your pelvic floor is no exception. So adding some stretches like an adductor or your inner thigh stretch, that tends to be really good for your pelvic floor. And then other things like some yoga poses tend to be great, great stretches of the pelvic floor, encouraging that end range of motion. So things like happy baby, cobra, child's pose, These are all pretty benign exercises that most people can do pretty easily that can also be a really good stretch and movement for your pelvic floor. Again, if anything hurts, don't do it. Um, And other than that, just watch that pressure. Make sure you're not holding your breath, creating pressure down on the pelvic floor or into the abdomen, making sure you're not compensating. And this is where it's key to work with somebody. So if you guys aren't currently doing any exercises for either your pelvic floor, your glutes, your core, or any of these stretches, my challenge for for you is to pick a couple of exercises that you know you're doing well or you've done in the past that can complement your pelvic health. 
So that could be maybe you're going to add a clamshell for your glutes and maybe you're going to add a happy baby for your pelvic floor stretch. Doesn't take long. You can even do some of these things in bed or on the floor at the end of the day, but taking those few minutes to work on your overall pelvic health can really be awesome. It can a help your pelvic health, but it also gives you, it's almost like a meditative moment. And it's, it's proving to yourself that you can take the time to work on you. So my challenge is to pick two exercises. So again, it can be clamshells. It can be a happy baby. It could be maybe a side plank and maybe a child's pose or whatever you want those two exercises to be. And I want you to take some time today and try them out. You guys have any questions as always, let me know. And if you're listening and you're not in Kingston and you need some recommendations of an amazing pelvic floor physio or an amazing um, fitness trainer that might be able to be well versed in all of this content and help you out, then message me and hopefully I know someone or can find someone for you because we do know people in a lot more areas than just Kingston. So give me a shout if you have questions. Thanks guys.